turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Well, good morning, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we've had some technical difficulties, and I'm raising my hand because they're all mine. Um, My equipment won't talk to the station, but they can talk to me, and I can hear programming. It's on my end, so there's no blame on anybody else but me. Anyway, if you'd like to talk about cars and uh, you've got a car problem, there's an argument in your face. So two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty, and we'll do the best that we can take your call, and uh, and we'll see what we can do six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. I get lots of email, and by the way, my email is mark at marksalem dot com. I get lots of email about car repair issues, and a lot of times, what needs to happen is is we just need a year make and model and how many miles the car has on it. That just kind of helps me kind of zone in on the car itself. It's, uh, it's, also, it's also, there's some pattern failures out there that typically do not occur. A failure does not occur at 25 or 35,000 miles, and it's usually north of 100 or give or take 100,000 miles. And those are the, the tough parts. Again, and forever, we are seeing in our industry, um, I, there's a lot of us that are just booked beyond belief. And then there's a lot of us that are not. And what we're seeing is, is we're seeing a significant increase in you go in for an oil change and they give you something, a a laundry list of things you need that could be anywhere from a hundred to a thousand dollars. And, um, it's, it's perfectly okay for you to say, please give me that list and the related prices. And then I'll go home and, and uh, talk to my brother, talk to my wife, talk to my husband. And uh, and we'll look and see what we need to do. One of the important things is is pull out your owner's manual when you get home, and you know that you have fifty thousand miles, and they want to do a transmission service. But in your owner's manual, it says that the first transmission service is at eighty thousand miles or a hundred thousand miles. They want to do spark plugs, but your spark plugs are going to be changed at a hundred thousand miles. Um, they want to do cooling system flush, and that may be sixty thousand miles. And in reality, 60,000 miles is close to three years old. So most people, I mean, if you do 15,000 miles a year, you got 45,000 miles in three years. So really, you don't need to do a lot of maintenance because there's not a lot going on before you hit um, your, 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 before you really, there's nothing going on until you hit about 30 to 40,000 miles. And a lot of that is check this and check that. We're not doing a whole lot of, 
fluid changes. We're not doing spark plug changes. We're not. Do, we're certainly not doing belt changes and cooling system parts like hoses and stuff. We're not doing that. We're not doing brake fluid flushes um, before 50 at all. There's nothing in your owner's manual that says that. So just it's okay for you to say, well, would you just type in what I need to remind me? So tell me what it is and how much it is. Tell me what it is and how much it is. So when I get there, can you put that in the remarks section for me? Not too long ago, we had a gentleman come in and he had just gone for an oil change. And uh, he had heard me on the radio and he says, well, I thought I'm close by your, his shop, so I'll stop by. So he talked to my daughter, Andy, and he said, um, these are some of the things that they have. And uh, he says, can you look in your software and, and tell me if they're due? And she says, no, we're going to look at your owner's manual and tell you what we need to do. And uh, and that's kind of how it works is just we're going to do the owner's manual and we're going to do the best we can there. And, uh, and of course, that's what uh, what it's all about is, is us doing it there. And it'll make a big difference. She looked at it, and she looked up each and every one of them, and all of them were at least 25,000 miles away, based on his odometer reading, 25,000 miles away from needing any of that. So on one hand, we're busier than heck, and on the other hand, we're slow enough to where we have the time to give you a laundry list of things that you need in your car or your truck um, that, according to us, you need. And, and of course, that's a difficult thing to do because. they don't always have your owner's manual, but at least they could write down if you're past 60,000 miles, um, you're due for a uh, transmission service or you're due for a cooling system flush. Or I looked at your odometer, you're over 100,000 miles. Look at your manual and see what you're, what, uh, you've ta- what you're due for and what you need to, to take care of. So that's the kind of conversation that you have. There's lots of guys in town that are that are honest as honest can be, and uh, and one of them is Action Auto Repair up at I-17 in Deer Valley. I've known Tom for 20, 30 years. Somebody asked me the other day, do you actually know these guys when you talk about them? And the answer is yes. I know them. I know their families. They know me, and they know my family. They have my cell phone. I have their cell phone. So I can call Tom anytime I want and ask him a question. And and I know each and every one of these guys, and I certainly wouldn't take a new shop that had been open a year from a gentleman I've never heard before and has little or no experience in the auto repair industry. He's not likely to get on it. Well, he's not going to get on our on our radio show, and I'm not going to tell you about him. So if you live off at I-17 in Deer Valley, then Tom at Action Auto is a great guy. Around the corner from him, is is Kurtz Auto, and he's up at Bell and and uh, and I seventeen on the northeast corner. Believe it or not, while they're three, four, five miles apart, they're best of friends, <laughs> and, and that's really nice because Tom has Tom at at uh, Action Auto has a couple of import guys that are really good, and then Kurt has a diesel guy and a gasoline powered domestic guy that's really really good. So they work together. But I remember Kurtz one time. Uh, I sent a lady to him after she had been told she needs an engine because of her oil light being on. And uh, she went there and they replaced the oil pressure switch. The light went off. The oil level was fine. There was no engine damage. And I think the bill was less than $50 for the oil pressure switch and the labor to put it on. It's just a, it's a little fat thing that screws into a hole and you take the old one out, you put the new one in, you connect the wire to it and you're done. So of course she's a customer of his, but that really reaffirmed my um, 
my ability to tell you about these really good shops and geographically, um, if you're in that area, then that's a good idea. So Action Auto, I-17 and Bell, and then you've got um, Kurtz Automotive at, uh, at I- actually it's the other way around. Kurtz is at I-17 and Bell, and Action Tom is at I-17 in Deer Valley. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Say hello to James. He's your next caller. James, good morning to you. How how can I help you? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I have an older car, and I noticed you were talking about you want to know the mileage, and I have a 97 Camry, and it only has 77,550 miles on it. And okay. uh, uh problem is uh, I keep going through the water pumps. And uh, I I just took it in and got a new radiator replaced at my independent shop I've been using since 2010. And they had to replace the radiator. Uh, they replaced a bunch of hoses. They replaced the um, thermostat. And then the, the heater hose needed to be replaced. And I had a leak in that for my uh, AC unit. And they added a pound of refrigerant. So this morning, I just got the car back from the shop, and I noticed in the garage I smelled coolant, and on the passenger side on the driveway, there was a puddle of green coolant. Uh, And I looked all over to figure out where it came from, and I can't figure it out. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're up against it, and I'll keep you to the break, and then we'll talk about it. But, But let me just tell you this. This is how we find coolant leaks. We take the radiator cap off, and we put a, a, a another cap on it. It's got a hose to a pump. We look at the cap, and it's a 15-pound cap. We pump 16 pounds of air in your system. So now we're pressurizing the coolant system, and we simply walk around and find the leak. It's that simple. There's no excuse for guessing. If you've got a leak and you've got a drip spot, then there is no excuse for not being able to find that. If it's on the passenger side floorboard, it's typically a heater core. And and that's easy to find. You go behind the glove box and you look at the heater core or you go to the outside underneath the hood. And you, and if it's running out of the evaporator case and there's a drain there and you've got coolant coming out of that, one and one equals two. And you said that you've replaced a lot of water pumps. When we get re, when we get somebody that replaces a lot of water pumps, the first thing I think about is the timing covers leaking and the water pump replacement doesn't address the leak. And again, pressure testing is important. So you stay there. We'll have more conversation. 602-508-0960 for the rest of you. We have four open lines. 602-508-0960. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. Have you bought or sold a house recently? Well, you probably noticed a lot of changes in the real estate market over the last few years. This is Phil and Josh, hosts of Arizona Real Estate Matters, which airs every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. From new industry regulations to down payment assistance programs, price increases and decreases, the real estate market is always fluid, and we are here each week to keep you truthfully informed and on top of your real estate game. So tune in each week to Arizona Real Estate Matters to hear what moves and shakes the Arizona real estate market today. That's every Sunday from 2 to 3 right here on 960 The Patriot. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. 
she could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces, just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And it's the best way to protect that legacy. You know what? We should make an emergency communication plan. That way we're ready this year. At my dorm, we have emergency kits for earthquakes and wildfires, but I'm sure there's something more local I can send you with the link. Okay, smart. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. After I got out of the Marine Corps, coming back home, it was just a mental breakdown for me. I was on the verge of giving up. That chapter, that season in my life was over. Now what? Who was I? That's what I kept asking myself. The pressure to have it all together, to heal, to quiet down the monsters inside, it was too much. I lost it. I had heard about the Wounded Warrior Project. I had seen the logo and that visual of a warrior carrying another warrior. The programs that the Wounded Warrior Project offers, it's not just the veteran themselves, it's, it's their whole family, it brings it all together. We have scars that we carry. And just because the scars are there doesn't mean that we're any less than what we were. Right now, I, I'm the best version that I ever have been of myself. I can embrace the brokenness. You wouldn't go into battle alone. You don't have to fight this alone. Visit woundedwarriorproject.org slash not alone. For help with food, health care, and other resources, call or visit 211.org. 211, how can I help you? 211, get connected, get help. A message from United Way and the Ad Council. All about that demon, all the mobile. We're back on the air now because Mark figured out that he needed to disconnect the power. And, it, and the doggone piece of equipment has a uh, battery in it. So I kept unplugging it from the wall trying to reboot it, and it didn't work worth a darn. So, James, are you there? Yes, I am here. Okay. And you had another question. I'm, I'll take it. Well, I had the water replaced by the same mechanic uh, in 2018. And that time, uh, the car only had 69,593 miles on it. So that's why I was concerned about the water pump needing to be replaced so soon. And I thought maybe I'm not driving it enough. Uh, uh, some guys tell me that I need to drive it more. So... Well, let me comment on that. The, the water pump has a weep hole on the snout of it. 
So it's a flat thing that bolts to the front of the motor, but there's a snout, and on that snout is the pulley, or is the shaft and the, the hub that attaches to the pulley, and the pulley is driven by the fan belt. So that way the fan belt runs the water pump. And so it spins the water pump, and it depends on if you're idling or if you're going 70 miles an hour or whatever. That's just the way it is. So when you when you have a, a situation where you have a water leak or a water pump leaking, it's going to leak down the front of the cover, and the water the, the coolant's going to be right below the water pump housing, right below it. And then you pressure test it, so you take the radiator cap off, and you hook up this device, you put this cap on it, and it's a pump, and it has a gauge. You look at the cap, and the cap's a 14-pound cap. So you pump it up to 15 pounds. <laughs> and then you look around because you've just pressurized the cooling system and it's under pressure that you probably won't see because the cap's going to blow at 15 and you just added 16. And so you have the opportunity to go through and see if you can find the leak. We've never not been able to find a leak. Never. Now, sometimes the leak is inside the engine, so when you don't have an external leak, you pull the spark plugs, you crank it over, and number four pukes a bunch of green coolant at you. Well, we have a head gasket or we have a cracked head. We have something wrong in cylinder number four. So there's no excuse for the guessing. And if you were my customer, I would hesitate about letting you dictate the repairs needed because so many times you're not right and so many times I'm a better guesser than you are and so many times the real dog in this the real top dog is your owner's manual and so if you if you service your car more often your car's not going to love you anymore and if your right rear tire is going to blow out day after tomorrow it's still going to blow out and if your ignition system is going to die in three weeks and two days it's still going to die in three weeks and two days so you just don't know because there's so many moving parts on your car I think yeah. it's time to have, it's time for a fresh pair of eyes. Where do you live? Get major cross streets. Well, well I, uh, I live at Dobson and Baseline, and okay. there's, is, I, I don't know of any good mechanics in my, in my area, to be honest with you. Okay. Nor do I. Um, you've got Thompson up at, uh, at uh, Stapley and Maine, Thompson's Auto Repair. And it's Brian and Thelma, husband and wife. They've been in business for a very long time, and both of their parents ran gas stations in Mesa with bays that they did repair. Um, the only, the only, what, do you, where do you work? How about where you work? Uh, I, I, I am not working right now, so okay. I'm sort of on a on a little bit of a budget too. <laughs> okay. Have you got a pencil? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. Four eight zero five nine eight. One, two, three, four. Now, if you go to a shop, are you going to say to them, I have a leak and I'd like you to identify the leak? Is that what you're going to say to them? Is that the truth? Well, uh, uh, there's a green puddle in my driveway right now, and I was wondering why it's green, because when the water pump was replaced, they used the red Toyota uh, radiator uh, fluid. So is that an issue, too? Well, no, your your cooling system only has one color. (laughs) That's all. It's just got oh, one okay. color. So red. if you want oh, to, okay. Okay. squeeze the hose, squeeze the upper hose to make sure that it's not firm. Squeeze the upper hose. Then take the radiator oh, cap off if it's it. real flat. They replaced a Listen. bunch of hoses. Yeah. Listen to me, please. Listen to me. Squeeze the upper hose and make sure that it's not real tight. Take the radiator cap off. 
look inside with a flashlight. What colors the coolant? There's no way that they put. I mean, if it's if you got green on the ground, they put green in it. If there's a leak, we can't we can't put red Toyota in it and tell you we put red Toyota in it. Then all of a sudden we have a leak and it's leaking green coolant. There's a problem there. There's a disconnect there. So. <sighs> If there's a leak, let's just focus on the leak. So you call that number, and you say, I'd like to make an appointment, and I'd like you to pressurize my cooling system because I have a leak on the... On the and then you're going to say, it's right underneath this floorboard. I, drew a, I just put a rock right there, and it's directly below that. So open up the passenger door. There's a rock on the floorboard. It's directly below that. Or you say, open up the hood, and I'll point the area where that leak is at. Once you do that, then it's real simple for the shop. Okay, very good. But I, and, uh, I, can't, I can't. Thank you. I can't fix your car, <laughs> and I can't explain why you have green leaking, and they put red Toyota in it. I think you should be concerned about that, but let's get a fresh pair of eyes on it, and we'll go from there. Okay, thank you very much. Have a good day. Okay, good luck to you. Uh-huh. And we have open line 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We have five lines. You call that number, you tell Gil I want to talk to Mark, and he'll tell you in just a minute. And we'll be back in just a minute. Do you ever find yourself asking if you and your spouse have gone from soulmates to roommates? Especially if you're anything like we were. Boy, we sure had our fair share of ups and downs. But we understood that a marriage is a sacred promise, and every one of us needs all the help we can get to keep our bond strong. That's why we attended Salem Media's Resist the Drift, a two-day marriage conference featuring doctors Greg and Aaron Smalley from Focus on the Family. They brought their great experience and wonderful wisdom into our union, reigniting the spark of passion and love we used to share. Thanks to Resist the Drift, our marriage is stronger than ever, and we've rekindled the romantic fire of our youth. You too can resist the drift apart in your marriage by attending this unique conference August 25th and 26th at Central Christian Church in Gilbert. This weekend's conference will protect a strong and godly marriage in a fallen world where marriages are constantly under attack. Tickets for Resist the Drift are available right now at 960thepatriot.com. This August 25th and 26th at Central Christian Church in Gilbert. That's 960thepatriot.com. Don't miss it. Look through your children's eyes and you'll see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. When they discover the forest, their imagination is inspired by the smell of pine, the crunch of leaves beneath their feet, the sound of birds calling out for attention. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating forest world. You are the hero in this book. This is a memory being made. This is what they will laugh about years from now. These are the roots, grounding and nourishing them. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Then look through your children's eyes and discover the magic all around you. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. hour of 10 o'clock. We're going to go until noon, so we got a lot of show left over, but we have four lines open right now. We have Cap, and I'm going to talk to him in about 30 seconds. So Cap is there, but we have four open lines, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I would want to remind you that, like Cap, he didn't name the shop, 
and I don't want you to name the shop. I don't. You can tell me if it's at the dealer or an independent. I don't care about that. But I don't want you to name the shop because there's a 50-50 chance there's a miscommunication, and I don't want anybody getting a black eye from the show. You know, you you just ask your neighbors where they go to, and if they all go to one of two places, but nobody mentions ABC Auto over here, then that tells you something. Good morning, Cap. How are you? What can I do for you? Mark, always a pleasure to talk to you. I have a uh, 2012 uh, C70 Volvo uh, coming home from work yesterday, doing approximately 30 miles an hour. The car stopped running on me. So I uh, coasted into um, the uh, parking lot over at the airport and uh, opened up the hood, and I thought the battery was bad. But um, uh, they came and uh, looked at the car, and they uh, said, uh, your battery is okay. And the, uh, the guy from... Uh, uh, the uh, tow service uh, looked at it further, and he saw that the serpentine belt was gone. Uh, does that have any effect on the, on the timing? If it's an external serpentine belt, which is one inches wide with a bunch of teeth on the bottom of it, and it probably is wrapped around three or four pulleys, that's the serpentine yes. belt. And, and yes. when that comes off, then... More than likely, you're going to overheat because the water pump goes away, power steering goes away, alternator goes away, smog pump goes away because it drives all of those. So when you lose the serpentine belt, you'll get the alternator light. Soon after that, you're going to get an overheat light, and so there's the, and, and those are going to be red too. Did you get the red? Yeah, lit up like a two? Christmas tree. Okay, all right. So at that particular point, you put the belt on first. You look at the old belt and say, it just shredded itself. On the other hand, you know the serpentine belt has teeth on the bottom of it, okay? So if there's one area on the old belt that the teeth are missing, then whatever, something is locked up. The idler pulley, lower crankshaft, camshaft, power steering pump, all kinds of stuff are run off the off the serpentine belt. So then with your hands, you go and you start spinning things. Power steering pump, alternator, water pump, crankshaft. Well, you just touch everything and you're going to find that, oh, the alternator locked up. When the alternator locked up, it burnt the belt off of it. So obviously you get an alternator light and then you're going to get an overheat light in a very short period of time. So the first thing to do okay. is put, first of all, the first thing to do is spin all the pulleys with your hand and make sure that none of them are locked up. Then put the serpentine okay. belt on and start it up and take it for a spin. That's what that's okay. what the that's what industry standards would dictate. Well it's above my um my mechanical knowledge, so it's gonna have to be done by a shop which it was towed to. I just okay. uh, had, I just was hoping that it didn't affect the timing on the vehicle. No. The answer is no, and here's why. Let me ask you a question. If you went out right now and started it up, would it forget about that it may not have any cooling system in it. Forget about all that. We're just going to start it up. So if you went out right now and started it up, would it start and run for a second? And then? No, not at all. So it cranks over, but it doesn't catch? No. Does it go Does it do that? Yes, it does. But it doesn't catch? No. Well, see, the timing belt on, on your car is covered with a cover, and it's not likely to be outside the cover. And you said the timing belt was visible to the naked eye. Can you see the entire timing belt, top to bottom, left to right? Um, yeah, pretty much. And there wasn't a cover on it uh, on this car. It was exposed, actually. That's why I could see it. I mean, I didn't see it at first until uh, 
the tow guy said, hey, there's your problem right there. Your serpentine belt's one on the car. Okay, but a serpentine belt is a belt that drives a water pump and alternator. The timing belt is a completely different one. And if you have a right. Volvo that has an exposed timing belt, it'll be the first one I've ever seen in my life. Well, I bought this car used, so, you know, I don't, I don't really... Um I'm sure it should have been covered, but uh, I, it was visual when I when we looked at it. I suggest that you are mis, mistaken. You're looking at the serpentine belt, and you think it's the timing belt, but the timing belt is behind the cover. You can see no part of the timing belt. No part of the timing belt is visible to the naked eye, even to my naked eyes. It was definitely the serpentine belt. Well, a serpentine belt is to drive the water pump, the alternator, the idler pulleys, and the power steering pump. That's an external belt. So you can call it whatever you want. You have two different belts in your car. You have a timing belt and you have a serpentine belt. And just take it to another shop. I, 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 I can't fix it over the phone. But you need to let them tell you what's going on because if you walk in there and you tell them the timing belt's bad and they open the hood and see that the serpentine belt's bad and the timing belt is under a cover... They're not going to like your diagnosis. So I, 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 that's the best I can do for you, Cap. And we're going to go on 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you've got a repair order from some shop and they've written some notes to you, I need to know your make and model of the car, mileage, and then I will comment on their list of needs. And we'll talk about that. You see, on most of the time when you have a car and you need service, it should sound like this. I want you to walk out to the car, and I, I've got a can of brand new transmission fluid right here, and I, I, you know, I can put my finger in this hole. And your transmission fluid, I'm going to pull the dipstick out, and I'm going to wipe it on this clean white paper towel, and I'm going to set it right here. You'll notice it's more brown than any other color. Here is the exact transmission fluid that's designed for your car. I'm going to stick my finger in the can, and I'm going to touch the spot right next to it. This is cherry red. This is brown and ugly. That's your transmission fluid. So you need to have the transmission serviced. We have equipment that we hook up to the transmission and, and the car. We flush it all out. We push new in and old out. Now, on the outside, it's a clear hose. So as we're flushing it, we're seeing the brown slowly turn to the red. And then when all the brown is gone and we only have red, we're done. So we button everything up. Now, we might pull the pan first so we can change the filter. But it's going to be empty when we start, and then we're just going to start filling it up because we all have fancy dancing machines. And so that's what it's about. If that's what happens to you, and he pulls the stick, and he puts it on a white paper towel, and it's brown, and then he, he goes over and he says, this is transmission fluid for yours, and he puts his finger in a can, and he touches it to the same paper, and it's cherry red, that's pretty good. That guy knows what he's talking about, and he's, he's, he's saying to you, it needs a flush or it doesn't need the flush. Look at yours. We wiped it on the towel. It's cherry. Here's the new can. It's cherry red. We're done. So that's kind of the way car repair is supposed to go. If I were the king of the world, it would go. <laughs> and, and just to give you a background on me, I started working on cars when I was in high school in 1972. I opened my own gas station, a mobile gas station, in 1979. Between 72 and 79, I was a policeman at Scottsdale. So from 79 to about 85, I ran the gas station. Then I went to a six-bay shop in Tempe, and I was there for quite a while. Then in 1994, we bought some land, and we built our own facility. It's 20 bays, and it's a large facility, and we're down on Tempe. 
And so we've been in that building since 1994. If you walk into the shop, you're going to meet my daughter, Andy, or my son, Alan. You're, those are the people that are running it right now. My wife and I spend some time up north, and I've got some horses, and they need attention and ridden every once in a while. <laughs> so we have our different priorities, but both kids were born and raised, not born, but raised in the in the garage. Uh, they used to, you know, in, you know, in the olden days, my kids, like a lot of other gas station guys' kids, they walked around and picked up cigarette butts and paper off the parking lot. Back then, people smoked, and they was they could pick up fifty cigarette butts after school, and so that's what they did. And they also ran errands for our, for us. And if we needed a car taken over to the car wash, then if they were driving age, they would take it over the car wash, which was you know two hundred feet away from us. So that's kind of how my kids started, and they all started in high school. And uh, and my oldest is. Frankly, I don't know how, my, how old my oldest is, but he's probably 40. <laughs> and, and then that means my youngest is like, oh, 36 or something like that. But they've been around the block, and they worked for their dad and their mom pretty much all their lives. So, But there's lots of gas stations and lots of repair shops that are second generation. Um, you, Blackwell up north, he's not second generation, but he's been around since Jesus was a baby. So if you talk to Tom up at 40th and Greenway, you're going to talk to somebody who is just salty. You can see the salt on his neck and his shirt and his arms, and, and you can see that his hands haven't really been clean in a long period of time. <laughs> but he can fix anything. He can fix anything. So he's another example of someone who's been on their block a lot. And you're not going to stay in this business if every time a customer comes in, you have a laundry list of things that you just happen to see, a laundry list of things that you know he's due for. And he, every time he comes in, you give him an estimate of 500 to $1,500 worth of work that needs to be done. And you hope he doesn't take it to another shop and they disagree with your diagnosis and even your pricing. Because all of us are pretty close in pricing. Most of our labor rates are somewhere between 150 and 190 an hour right now. We used to be about a buck and a quarter, 125 and maybe plus or minus $25, but things have changed a lot. Everybody's really busy, and our costs have gone up dramatically. Our oil's gone up, our filters have gone up, our parts have gone up, and so we have all those dynamics going against us. Most of us have a fixed markup, so if we buy something for five, we're going to sell it for eight, maybe nine. So there's a relationship there. But on the bigger stuff, like a rack and pinion that costs $500, we can't very well charge you a 1000 for it, and we all know that. So, again, that's, that $500 rack and pinion is probably going to sell for $650, $675, maybe $700. But keep in mind, we're going to have to warranty that. So if that power steering rack fails, we have to take it out, put a new one in, flush the, all the old power steering fluid out, it, bring it up to snuff, and give it back to you for free. So our our labor rate kind of pays for that warranty, and our parts markup pays for the warranty and hopefully compensates us. And in my shop, what it does, it's designed to pay the technician his hourly wage. So if it's a four-hour job and he makes $25 an hour, then he's at 100 bucks. So that's part of the mark, markup and the price of the part is if that happens, I need to pay, pay him. Those are the business aspects of it, and many of you know Many of you other business people know that yours is just like mine. It's no difference at all. If you're a landscaper, if you're a doctor, it makes no difference at all. 
you hear a lot about bad doctors and you hear a lot about bad landscapers and so forth and so on. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960 if you have a car question. I'm pretty good at dealing with my wife says this, my son says this, or I say this. I, I'm pretty good about that. And you can start off with I have this make and model of car and it has this many miles on it. So that kind of helps and, and I can get my head in, in wrapped around what kind of vehicle you have. I'm pretty good at just listening to the year and the make and telling telling myself that is not a good car. That car is a problem. It has electrical issues or it has alignment issues. The front end goes out much sooner than everybody else, so at 60,000 miles we're putting lower ball joints in and then strut mounts, stuff like that. But most everybody else is closer to 75 to 100,000 miles before we do that. But one last thing. We have to, we have to keep in mind that 25,000 miles doesn't seem like a lot but it's once around the equator so it's been driven around the world one time we can't lose sight of that in the old days we changed oil every 3,000 miles and today we're at 10,000 to 15,000 with synthetics and synthetic oil is a far superior oil than the oil we poured in the 60s and the 70s that was 3,000 mile oil and you hoped like heck you didn't go past that. It had the uncanny ability of turning to a tar. It would look blacker than black the minute you put it in and that's kind of good because the detergent picks up the carbon in the trash and holds it in suspension. So it just shows the engine's kind of dirty if, the, if it turns black right off the bat. But at the same time we got a bunch of oil leaks and we've got all these problems that go along with the age of the car and the miles of the car. But back in the 60s and in the 70s, we didn't have cars that were very good. However, in the 80s, the cars they gave us were half electronic and half not. And it had a different air conditioning system than we're used to. It had different transmissions than we used to. It had rubber timing belts instead of chain timing belts. It had lots of things. Well, our industry struggled with that transition of technology. But there's a whole lot of cars that have pattern failures in them. And when they do, it's something you're going to deal with on a regular basis. So maybe every 50,000 miles, you're going to have to deal with your transmission and the fluid and the filter as opposed to 100,000 miles because it's just filled up with junk. And so those are kind of things we do. When we drain your transmission, we're looking for metal particles. We're looking for snap rings that are broken. <laughs> we look at ground-up metal. But if we pull the pan and we have a thin film of a dark powdery material which is clutch material and we don't have any pieces of metal and we don't have any o-rings and we don't have any contaminations in the bottom of the pan bingo you're okay as long as we didn't service the transmission to look at it because you have a drivability problem so if we're just servicing the transmission that's what we look for so again it's easy if you think about it in that fashion and not everybody plays by the rules but i would venture a guess that 60 to 75 percent of the shops I know in the valley, and certainly I know a lot of them, um, play their game like it should be played. They're honest, they're dependable, and they recognize that they want to give you information about your car that you can make decisions on what you want to do. Do you want to trade it in? Do you want to give it to the kids? Um, do you, can you, you know, your air conditioning's failed and it's $1,250 to fix it? And you go, well, it took 100,000 miles for it to break, and then we go from there. 
That's kind of what it's all about. We have five lines open, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. This is Under the Hood with Mark Salem at 960 KKNT, and that's in Phoenix. And if you want to listen to the show in any other environment, then you just go to the, your radio and just type in KKNT, and you'll be able to listen to the show um, live. So 602-508-0960.